Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you're happy and you know, say amen. <laughs> it's so good to see you. And I thank God for each and every one of you to our entire leadership. I appreciate you and give God glory for you. I am keen to accelerate our move because there are things that cannot happen until we move. So we are trusting God. Can we trust God together that it's going to happen? Could you play a worship song? I know you like to play chords. Could you play a worship song on a minor for me, if you could? Um, let's go to the book of First Samuel. Chapter 1. No, no, chapter 16, I apologize. So that I can get you to take your seats. Chapter 16. This is a very amazing chapter. It brings to light uh, David for the first time. And... Um, This is the first time that David is appearing and gets anointed as king. I want to, I don't want to take too many scriptures from it uh, because I think you know the, 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 the verses. But let me start from verse um, 13. It says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, David, in the midst of his brethren. Verse, uh, I am in verse uh, 13, yes, okay. Someone took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day, from that day forward. Um, so Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Next verse. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. So in one part, you see the spirit of the Lord come upon one man. The next verse you see it depart from one man. Um, it doesn't necessarily work like that because God is not uh, depleted of the ability to anoint more than one man. But in this case, something had happened prior. So we need to spend some time on that. Uh, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servant said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man, skillful player on their harp. And it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God is upon you and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. <laughs> then... One of the servants said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Isn't it interesting that the man had never been seen until the oil came on his head? We'll take some time on that. A mighty man of valor. A man, so I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing. A mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person. I told you I will give you six features of God's inheritance. Now, maybe you interpreted that to mean that I was coming to describe uh, the inheritance. I am. God's inheritance are his sons. And on this portion of scripture, six things jump out. Today, I can only deal with two because of time. But six things jump out here. And these are the six features of God's inheritance, some of them, and there are many that are put out throughout Scripture. He said, I have seen a man, a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite. This is not a feature, but he's a son. Okay. Who is skillful in playing? So if you want to know the six, they are here. A mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. Amen. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me your son, David, who is with the sheep. 
it's interesting that Jesse was seeing things. You know, he saw Samuel come and ask for David. <laughs> then the next time he's hearing the king has sent men to come for his son David. Surely something is going on in Jesse's house. Father, I pray as we take time to discern what you want us to discern this morning that we will grow in your word and we will be able to harness, understand and seek your face in a way that you will cause us to rise in this season and to become who you've called us to become. We surrender everything in our lives to you right now. We give you our time, we give you our minds, we give you Lord our life and ask that you be lifted up at the Rock Assembly this morning. In every assembly meeting, Father, we pray over them and ask you to be with them this Sunday morning across the world. And particularly for us, Lord, in this community of the Rock Assembly, that men will rise to become who you've called them to become. And women will arise, Deborah's, Ruth's, and Esther's coming up in this season because of this understanding of revelation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So here's David. And... There is something going on here. It seems very casual, but it's not casual. That there's a man standing by and has had a request from the king's pallor. And that man happened, how he knew about David, we don't know. And he happened to know about David. And the Bible starts to show us that he was, he was, <laughs> he was convinced that this was the most suitable man to do this. Remember after, after this history was written, um, this book of Samuel is, is interesting that Samuel did not write this book. Somebody else did. And when you read this book of Samuel, you will find this amazing story of the interjection between prophet, king, prophet, king, prophet, king. And Samuel starts to bring out some very interesting study for us. That's why I don't want to rush on these six features because I want you to be emboldened in your faith to become everything that God has called you to become. Six of the greatest features of God's inheritance, which is sons. I've told you that God wants to beget sons. And so his inheritance is sons. Are we together? His inheritance is sons. So um, I want us to go through these six things. Let's begin. What is the first? From what we just read in verse 18, that he is skillful in playing. This introduces an entire phase of David's life that brings us to a very important part of some things that we teach about. And it's what we start to see through the book of Psalms through many centuries. These Psalms of David became the hymn books for the Hebrew nation. They became how people will uh, relate you know, I used to think, Eugene, that we're supposed to just write music. We're actually supposed to write psalms. And as we write psalms, they become songs that can be sung generationally. That's why till now you can sing Amazing Grace. Hmm. That's why till now you can say, On Christ the solid rock I stand. So as we sing songs, we must develop this understanding because he was skillful in playing to understand that the things we build and the things we do and the things we compose are not just for our generation. They have to last beyond that generation. They are things that God wants us to see. So, so, so a whole nation, the whole nation of Israel started referring to the sounds of David as a way of life, as a way of understanding the relationship between God and man. This was praise. David was a musician. He was skillful in music. The question is, where did he learn? Where did he learn? Where did he practice? How did he make this happen? Where had he developed this feature of his life? I want to tell you it was in solitude. It was not in public. My son is learning the guitar and I'll tell you, uh, my brother Pastor Michael is not here. When he came to Houston um, as a student, uh, at the time he came before he changed to, to study theology, he, was, he came to do music. And we used to live in the same apartment. And my goodness, at 2 a.m., we just used to hear the man practicing, practicing. Don't be fooled by what you see in practice. Don't be fooled by what you see in public. It is a product of what someone has put many hours in practice. Sometimes when you hear me tell you to celebrate the worship team, you can see something done here for five minutes. But it's probably taken them 
days, if not weeks, of rehearsal. Some of the blessings God wants to give us have to have been things that we have practiced in solitude. By the time he announces us, we are prepared so that we are not fumbling in public. God prepares us in solitude. And so, where had he learned this in solitude? There are many of us in this generation, and it's something I want to teach even the younger generation. You are in a hurry to be seen. But take time in solitude. There is a lot that happens in that place. Up to this point, David was unknown. Up to this point, nobody knew who he was. He was living back there in the sheep. In fact, when Saul Samuel, but when Saul sent for him, he said, Jesse, get me that son who is with the sheep. <laughs> because people even describe him as the one who is always out there, just alone. And so there's solitude. In solitude, in secret, the hidden life, he developed a spirit of praise. He developed a spirit of worship in solitude, not in public. Please understand. You cannot display what has not spent many times in solitude as far as God is concerned. It requires us to spend time in his presence. We cannot come and preach to you when we have not spent time with God. That is just going to be talk. But in solitude, men are made. In solitude, women are prepared. By the time you are announced, you will not faint. So God allows you to go through certain things. And so David was unknown. He was unknown because he was in the fields of Bethlehem, caring for sheep, caring for lambs, in solitude, in secret, in the hidden life. The man learned the spirit of music. In solitary exercise, he learned how to play different chords. He discovered how to worship God, learning those instruments on his own. He was alone. So how did this young man know? Clearly, he overheard. Because David was not a public musician. This man overheard. He was not known in public because they would not have had to inquire. But someone knew the secret history of David. What was going on outside and away from the public eye, God was getting ready to raise this man. This is one of the features of understanding God's inheritance that don't mind solitude don't mind the days you're alone don't mind the days that you don't you feel like nobody else knows just play for God sing for God worship God alone in your bedroom play the keyboard for him and become skillful in playing. Is your area in crafts then crafted for God? In solitude. Are you an architect? Design it for God. In solitude. Are you a minister? Preach for God. In solitude. I assure you, the more you practice it for God, the more God knows that he can trust you with the world. Because when you constantly want the world to know before you have mastered how to be skillful in playing for Yahweh, you will not be ready for what is going to come when you come out to the world. Become skillful in playing. Master it before God. Amen. Master your temperaments before God. Master these things before God. Why? You have to deal with this thing. Now, David's secret history was fundamental in his life work, and I'll touch on that when I come to next Sunday or the Sunday after. Even the way he was to combat Goliath, David found his place in Israel. David referred to what happened in solitude. Your victory in public will come by what happened in solitude. And so please, don't be a person that is ready for a funfair. When I started the church as a younger preacher, I wanted it to grow quickly. But it has to grow in God's time. Things have to happen in God's time. Is that an excuse not to do what you're supposed to do? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be an excuse for procrastinating. But you must be able to practice what you have to practice in solitude. Please don't come to show us in Akesha how you can pray. 
pray alone. Hmm. Don't try to show people what you can achieve. Listen, what is God showing us here? That worship is key to service. What are we supposed to learn? That there's no need to push ourselves forward. And there's no need for other people to push us forward. When your time comes for what you've done in solitude, God will surely bring you out to the public. He will lift you from that place where you're downcast and trodden and he will lift you and put you on a pedestal church of jesus christ i've discovered one thing if there's one who can raise men he's called yahweh when he raises you nobody can shut you down they can put you in a lion's den you will not die before your time because what you've practiced in private will become public because God wants to display you. Is it not he who says that a city on a hill cannot be hidden? But there are times the foundation of the city cannot be seen. It's in a place where nobody can see you. This solitude place is key for any of you that is desiring to be used by God and desiring to see what God is going to do. You must be ready to stay in isolation. It's key. Skillful in playing. He learned it between him and God. Please come with me. That thing that is in you, that thing which is our exercise, God word, for God's pleasure, for God's satisfaction, for God's glory, if it is in us, outside of the public eye, if it is in us and not to stimulate the public, if it is in us to please God, I promise you that thing shall come out. It shall come out. It shall come forth. <laughs> It has an appointed time. It will not tarry. He says, wait for it. Where do you wait? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. There's something about men that know how to hide in God and practice. Some of my best business ideas have come from sitting with God. And Pastor Zeno, I was sharing with my wife the other day. And I was telling her, from the day you knew me, I've known my wife from the time she was 20 years old. I was 24. You know our age difference now. And I said, from when you knew me, I've been consistent. I've dealt with one thing all my life outside of the gospel. You found me in church and you also found me doing credit. I have done credit all my life. Every idea about credit, about how to, because when it finally came to dawn that God wants us to settle his people through housing and through affordable projects, it has to do with credit. It has to do with financial systems in the world. I didn't know what God was preparing me for, why he gave me this fascination in that secret place. But in isolation, I'd do models and I'd put them before the father. My brother and I used to walk in Houston and we used to go looking at apartment complexes and we used to look at them and say, this is ours this is coming but it was in isolation nobody was hearing us are you hearing what i'm saying nobody was hearing us everything has an appointed time as god sees your consistency one day something will disturb a king and because a king will be disturbed your season of isolation will have prepared you for your season of announcement if you if you get in patient with your time of isolation this is why sometimes people cry that the job has gone and the things have gone could god be putting you in a time of isolation to improve your skill is there consistency in your life about the things that god has called you to do is there consistency in your life when you look at your private life and you look at your public life can we see a string can we see a straight line between what you've done for 15 years and 25 years. Because I tell you, God will not appoint a confused person. You cannot be in potatoes and guache and carrots and, and then be in IT and then be in, 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 in architecture and then be in engineering and then be in pastoral work. There has to be a consistent line in your life. And that gets developed in isolation. Lift up your hands with me and say, Father, let me not get impatient with where you are making me because where you're making me is because of where you're taking me in jesus name somebody say amen let me tell you please this is what i've come to discover if you have to push yourself a lot for people to see you you're in your own strength can i say that again we made this mistake there's a time we were having a conference <laughs> and when we were having the conference we wanted people to come Everything has an appointed time. We did not struggle with Rema Feast. 
We did not struggle with the last Rema feast. We're not struggling with any of these meetings. Why? But there's a time we were thinking that we had missed God. I remember holding a conference and I remember sending some of my sons to Matatus and say, pay for people bus fare. And when you pay for them, use that opportunity to announce the conference. <laughs> Listen, you can pay all you want to pay. Nobody's coming. There's a song in isolation that the day God announces it, you don't have to push it. There's a business in isolation. The day God, let me tell you, what's the secret? God announcing. David didn't announce himself. The king called for him. But by the time the king called, somebody knew that there's a guy who's been working in secret. Ah, when the vision's time comes, it cannot be hidden. My encouragement to you today is stay in that place until God announces you. You can attend all the marketing events you want to attend. I'm talking to believers. Attend all the marketing events you want to attend. Ten ways for people to know you are there. Six ways to become known in every household. Seventeen ways to become effective in people knowing your name. Ah, 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 ah. If men teach you how things are done, then you have to do the men's way. But if God shows you how things are done, then when he announces you, he will sustain the thing that he has given you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why they are singing, Waymaker, Miracle Worker in Spanish. Now yeah, they are singing it in Chinese. Ah, who did that? Who did that? Not a man. Not a man. Wait to be announced by God. But while you're waiting, become skillful. Let me promise you, 10 years of waiting in God is better than one year of meeting Jay-Z to produce you. 10 years of waiting on God. I'm using music because it's David's example, but you know your craft. You know what I'm talking about in your life. If you're a teacher, practice those curriculums before God. There's a day coming when there will be a meeting somewhere with a king. And they will announce you and say, this is what is happening. Am I saying you don't sharpen your skills? You must. But I'm talking about the season of isolation. Are we together? Worship is key to this service. Worship is key. You're worrying about when you're going to start on your life work. You're thinking about the day when you'll come out, do the service of the Lord. <laughs> We did it, Pastor Zeno. We came out when we were young people. Please, I'm seeing some of the young people here. Listen, people have been dying before you were born. And they'll continue dying after you're born. Because I've had people say, the reason I'm a 22-year-old apostle is because the world is dying. <laughs> we have been dying. <laughs> Relax. Spend time in the secret place. Because let me tell you, this thing called ministry is not a joke. Uh-uh. You have to have a backbone for ministry. If you can't accept to be tweeted about, you're not ready for this work. If you can't accept to be talked about, to be called a fraudster, to be called incompetent, to be called one who is not measuring up, you're not ready for this thing. But if you can spend time in the secret place, God will prepare you for what is coming. Somebody say amen. amen. My goodness. So look at this. He says, If you're not doing it in secret now, you may have to wait all your life. And Pastor Don, this is the disservice and pastors, you know, we have done to the body of Christ, Reverend Jackie. We have made people think that there are shortcuts. We have made people think that if you come to the altar now, this thing will happen suddenly. But suddenly it's happened for those who've been in isolation. There may be a miracle that will happen for somebody as an exception, but that is an exception to the rule. The consistent thing you will see with God is there has to be preparation. My God, there has to be preparation. God has always called his service worship and worship his service. Exodus 4 verse 23. Come with me. Let me try and make some sense. He says, let my son go that he may serve me. Let my son go that he may serve me. I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. The reason God will release you 
It's not so that you can get a four-wheel drive. It's so that you can serve him. It's always been about serving him. The Lord said to Pharaoh, and how did they, how did they serve God? So that they can go to the wilderness, not to receive the promised land. They can go and worship him. God has always been after that worship. Are we together, church? That's a very important thing. The spirit of worship is not something we do first in public. I tell you this. That's why I me, mean, I like those who sing in bathrooms. Baby, sing. 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 Worship is not something that happens with the hot air of emotional crowds. No. Once I and team, don't think, don't think that when worship comes, oh my God, Leo, 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 Kuli, no. In fact, if you study servants of God, none of those generals want glory. I was teaching them the other day um, at Pastor Billy's. I think we had Pastor Billy's this afternoon. For those of you who want to join us, where are we going to be in, in Lolongo? What's the difference? <laughs> Half a kilometer. In Siokimau at, at uh, the Pride Inn. It's the mall. Signature mall. But it's a Pride Inn. Uh, at Signature Mall. We'll be there this afternoon. What time? Three. Three. For those of you who want to come and just continue. We were telling them. What was I talking about? We were telling... Huh? Yes. They don't seek glory. I was telling them at that meeting on Friday. They don't seek glory for themselves. We were somewhere and, and, and there was someone ministering. Bishop Oedeb was ministering about a conference of mine and Papa Adeboye was there. And this man comes and they're having an overnight prayer for generals. And they said they were studying how this man will pray so that they can follow him. And the whole night he was saying one word. Mercy. 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 Let me assure you. Please don't be discouraged by what I'm going to say. Coming and being loud in Akesha is not a gauge of your time of isolation with the Lord. It is not that you shouldn't come and shout. Please don't get me wrong. Let me put that disclaimer because the next prayer meeting, all of you will be like. No, no, no. God is demanding for your worship in isolation. Don't fool us with what you want to show us in public. It will become clear because we shall not know you by your gift. We shall know you by your fruit. I was teaching them on Friday that the thing is that desire. That, the, that, that they who desire the office of a bishop desire a good thing. There's a thing called desire. I'll teach about it a few Sundays from now. And if you desire that, I want you to know that gifts will never ever keep you somewhere. It's that place called desire. He desires a good thing to be a husband of one wife to be a when you start to look at those characteristics those are things that require will those are things that require the pattern of choice that you actually deny yourself certain things to build certain things because Jesus was clear that the gift will not keep you there no 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 I know let me tell you something go study go study even some of the greatest cults and movements the people who started them are gifted Yes, there are some amazing gifted seers who are not from God. There are some amazing gifted singers who are not from God. So we shall not know you by your gift. We shall know you by your fruits. Oh my goodness, people don't like this kind of message because it's dealing with every one of us. I'm coming to an address near you. I'm not yet there. So, worship is not the kind of thing That you want to come and display. It's a kind of thing that happens in private. Something in the heart between us and the Lord. It's that which gives the Lord so much space and place in your life. That by the time you see it in David's life with music. It was all worship. Because there was a spirit of worship in the man. I'm talking about features of sons. That they want to become skillful before the father as an audience of one. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. And they want so some some <laughs> this is this is what you know. David was of one heart. Let me not dwell too much on this. Sometimes he'd even write and write without words, just continue singing before the Lord without even words and spend time in God's presence. 
In your car, what place? In your house, what place? What's the atmosphere around you when people come around you? Is it an atmosphere of chaos? You can be the most gifted uh, church organizer, but you're disorganizing everybody's life. You shall know them by their fruit. Listen, this church must operate on the foundation of love. It has to be the foundation. Whereas we want to be skillful, the foundation must be love. And so, I don't care how anointed you are. If you don't have love, this is not your community. And because it is love, we will work very hard to help everybody achieve this place of knowing how can I love people better. Because what will take you places is that spirit that in isolation you know what you went through and the things you went through and you don't want anybody else to ever go through them. So you don't put people in a position where they are constantly in pain because you are anointed. This is my brother. We have the same spirit. You go to West, you'll feel it. You go to the other churches, you'll feel it. We are, we are supposed to radiate the love of Jesus Christ. Church, we can sing as good as we want to sing. We can have the lights. We can have the camera. If we have no love, we are clanging cymbals. The depth has to be from a place of love. If I'm correcting you, you should be able to know. I, 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 I correct my sons sometimes. They know that it's from a place of love. But they may not know at that time. But later in life, they will know that this man was coming from a place of love. Oh, glory be to God. So if I correct you, it has to come from a place that I'm not trying. Listen, I will never ever choose by God's grace, God help me, to be any of those preachers that want to come and command people around so that they can feel powerful. In isolation, <laughs> the things God has taken some of us through, I, we don't want power. We just want to serve God. And by the way, the more you know God, the more you just want to humble yourself even before men arrogance will never get us anywhere I'm talking to those of you when the king calls what you learned in isolation is what will keep you in that place you don't want to repeat the class of isolation <laughs> you don't want to repeat that class so for you not to repeat it spend time in God's presence somebody say I receive it, I receive it. look at that it's called mighty man of valor let me deal with this second one Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10 talks about bringing many sons to glory. What is the purpose of God's inheritance? Who is God's inheritance? It is to bring forth. It was fitting for him for whom all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. The function of what God wants to achieve is to bring sons into glory. What I'm giving you these next few Sundays is what are the characteristics of these sons? Number two is mighty man of valor. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling. You are partakers of a heavenly calling. That heavenly calling is bringing many sons to glory. So we are occupied with this matter of God's heritage, which is to bring sons to glory. This is how I never worry about food. This is how I don't worry about visas. I'm not lying to you. I have never been denied a visa after I came from isolation. Before I used to be denied. After isolation, because I will not go to a country God has not sent me to. I will not. I must come into the place I ask, do you want me to go? You can come to church to short circuit and say there are some blockages in the spirit for some of you that want to travel. But let me tell you, if it is God who has blocked, I don't care how much oil I put on you. <laughs> You're not going. You're not boarding. Isolate. Oh my God. So look at this. It's about bringing sons to glory. If you catch this revelation, there are things you'll stop struggling with. It's in isolation that God will tell you this is the job you should go for. You can't be denied a job that God has sent you to go and do. Church, are you hearing what I'm saying? But when you do a hundred interviews... The reason everybody is saying, listen, this time when I was raising my capital, I did not receive one no. Not one no. Why? I never went to an investor. God didn't tell me this one go. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? What God is trying to help us understand is that spend time in that isolation until you get an instruction. But this is where valor is made. What is valor? I'll take you back to 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 18. 
Jesus that answered one of the young men. Ah, I, I sense in the spirit that there are people whose season has arrived. And there's a conversation that is going to take place somewhere. And a young man is going to respond in your favor. My God. A young man, a young woman is going to respond in your favor. Listen, there are things that get introduced by something called favor with men. Jesus grew, Luke chapter 2 verse 52, in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with men. There is a dimension called favor with men. Favor with men means that your status cannot change for you to receive favor unless the door is opened by man. Who gave Pharaoh the dream? It was God. Because Joseph's time had come. The dream caused a stirring in the prison. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But there was a man who told Pharaoh about Joseph. There has to be a man that will speak for you when the time comes. And you see, this is where I see men coming out in the place of favor. It requires sometimes a recommendation. Sometimes a referee. There's a person that will speak in your favor. I release that grace now. Because there are some delays that have come because nobody has spoken for you. And therefore you have stayed where you've stayed longer than you should have stayed. But I see God lifting men up because somebody is about to speak for you. Ah, I remember this young man. Somebody is about to speak for you. Ah, I remember this young woman. Somebody is about to speak for you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You must spend time until God releases somebody to speak for you. Listen to me. If you feel that you've been forgotten, like Joseph was feeling forgotten for those two years, but there's a stirring going up in the spiritual realm that that season of going round in circles has come to an end. There's a place of isolation. You've been waiting on God. You've been serving God, and you've not been announced. Ah, your time is about to come. I'm talking to those who've been hiding in that secret place of prayer. Your time is about to come. If you've not spent time there, let me assure you, you need to go spend time there until your announcement season comes. What time is it? He says, answered one of the young men and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is skillful in playing. Skillful in playing. God help me. I need to move to the next point. Listen to me. You must become good at what you do. You must become good at what you do. Because this skillful in playing is something God is going to use when he exposes you. You must become good. Then he says, a man of valor. I studied this thing. What is valor? Because a lot of us read, what, what is real valor? What is real valor? A mighty man of valor. How does God get glory through valor? Let me help you. It's significant to note that this combination of music with strength, it's a rare combination. Please, Eugene and team, don't get me wrong. You know David was a psalmist and a musician and a king, so you can't help but talk to musicians. Every time you deal with David, you, you talk to kings and you also talk to musicians. I want you to know it's a very rare gift to have a musician who has valor. Please don't get me wrong. in advance. Why? Because music in itself has a creativity aspect to it that leaves a certain characteristic in people that tends to make them very moody. Very unpredictive. Are, are you with me? I, I've, I've, I used to be a praise and worship leader back in the day, believe it or not. And, 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 and once, what you need to understand about musicians, they are not the easiest people to deal with. Any pastor will tell you that half their dreams and visions are about their worship teams. The other half is their nightmares about the worship team. Uh-uh. This is a very rare combination to have skillful in playing and valor. Why? What is valor, man of God? What is valor? Valor begins within, not without. This valor thing. Yeah, I want to show you, and I don't want to offend anybody. Creative people, people with creativity, it's very hard to find them with this thing called valor. So we have to study this so that you can see where I'm trying to go. David is seen conquering some things. David is seen conquering these moods and temperaments. David is seen being able to sort out these things. Let me tell you, 
there are, there are worship leaders in the world I've invited to Kenya that by the time they leave, I say, may I never see you again in Jesus' name. Hey! Some people are good to watch on video. Let me tell you, please church, hear me. Because this is going to help you. Some of the biggest divas I've seen are creative people. Diva. I had an artist who came and said, by the time I finish singing, I need to find 10 pink towels. 10 pink non-cotton towels. I, I need to find pink aid. Three pink aids. Two. What water was that? Which water was that? PH4. Water. Eh? Maya. Maya. I was like, where do you find a water called Maya? Where will you meet the co? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Diva! Diva! Aye! How they want to arrive. How they want. They told me in the hotel, please make sure we have bouncy toilet paper. I said, I. Aye! Jamani! Let me tell you, by the time they leave, you say, it's okay. Just go back. May we never meet again. Because skillful in playing brings certain temperaments. So to combine it with valor, David had to conquer those temperaments. He had to conquer his moods. He started having a self-awareness while in isolation to decide, I choose not to be moody. I choose not to want the front seat. I choose not to want to be treated special. I'm going to hide until God. I've seen it with CEOs. They show up in a place and they want everyone to know to me was to me to, to me fika. It's people who say things in places like, do you know who I am? That's supposed to be a song that says, I know who I am. It's me who knows. <laughs> Not, do you know who I am? No. Does God know who you are? Because you can boast with men, but you'll reach a point where they will say, Jesus, we know. Paul, we know. But when we study you, there are certain things we don't see. What is valor? is valor. There's a difference between a mighty man of valor and a man of war. And today I won't deal with the man of war. Let me just deal with valor. Let me just deal with valor. So, because they, for them to create, they have to have very strong emotions. Very strong feelings. In fact, the word passion comes from the root word maxo. It means to feel. So for you to bring solutions to the earth, it means you have to feel what people are going through. Are you with me? For you to reach that depth of yourself, you can end up becoming special. <laughs> that's, why even, that's why even fashionistas are special. Sometimes you meet these fashionistas, you see one walking, and what they're wearing, you say, Kusemo, in fact, you go for fashion shows, you ask, Kusemo, nani nani you look like a balloon. With a but they have to go deep. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been to five. I was like, and people are there thinking, oh, this looks nice. Me, I'm like, who is going to wear that thing? <laughs> hey. Valor, right at the beginning, is getting on top of ourselves, our own moods our feelings, our influence, the effect of things upon our souls. Glory be to God. That's a realm of conflict and battle. So valor doesn't start from outside. It starts from within. There's a distinction here I want to make. So war begins inside. This, this valor thing, let me take you to the book of Psalms chapter 24 verse 5. The, the Psalms show a lot of soul feeling. But look at how this man started to deal with it. He says, Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Psalm 42. Why are you disquieted? Don't stay there. Listen, you must learn in valor 
to bring yourself i don't know why god has me teaching this but this are this is to prepare you for where god is taking you you cannot be a moody ceo cannot come just use power every time you cannot be a moody preacher you cannot be a moody pastor that every time people come and make a mistake in their life you deal with people discombobulate their history to turn no you yourself if your record is shown this is why god humbles people by taking them through some things that they've taken others through that you come and judge others for becoming pregnant when they are 21 and then you you reach a point where god gives you something through your marriage hey, you don't play with this god though you will be in isolation until you can learn how to look at another person with the eyes of love are you hearing what I'm saying? Ah, let me meet them on Monday. I'm firing them. No. God will not allow you to reach that position. This is why he was tempering Joseph in the prison. I worry about what happens to Christians when they get power. I don't know what happens to human beings. Let me say not Christians. Humans. When they get power. You can see power trips. Stop it. See people with the eyes of love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? See people with the eyes of love. And so Vala will deal with you. Let me tell you, there's nothing more powerful than becoming self-aware. Look at, look at this man. He comes and says, why are you so downcast, oh my soul? Because these people who are creative have a tendency to go into depression. They go to a high. Let me tell you, I've preached at a conference. Please hear me. One of the greatest attacks Satan will ever give you is after you've come from a high that's why if you look at the world musicians or the world artists or great uh, comedians the ones who speak to 10,000 people after they finish their concert they have to go take drugs to help them stay in a place now you the child of God where do you go after you come from speaking to 50,000 people I was with Bishop Tudor Bismarck he told me Julian the greatest danger for any minister is after they've come from a great conference you come from Remafist. You come from there. Most of you think that, oh my God, this Reverend Julian. But that's where the devil hits you. Come, you, you see, you've done a meeting, yeah? You're feeling your. Uh -huh. He starts to poke poke at you. So what do you do? You can become isolated in depression. Oh, why so downcast, oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Put your hope in God. David had reached a point, I think it's in Psalms 22, <laughs> where he wrote an entire chapter, just very, very upset with God. He was having a very bad experience. He said some very bad things to the Lord. I want to show you. Because he was, he was bitter in spirit. This, I'm talking about valor. Somebody shout valor. He was disquieted. And, and, and he starts to, he, he was judging by human standards. It looked as though the Lord was not just, as though the Lord was not righteous. And he began to talk like that. But then by the time you get to the end of the chapter, he had pulled himself together. And he says in Psalm 77, 10, this is my infirmity. This is my infirmity. There's nothing, Pastor Zeno, as powerful in the work of God as realizing where you are messed up. You will look at others in the eyes of love when you realize what a mess you are yourself. And how he says, this is my anguish, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. These are my worst times, but I will remember. I will remember how God has lifted me. God comes to his inheritance when men and women have a disposition to make up that is prone to go off on a tangent and get them down. You have to get your soul together. Ah, last week, but one, I was dealing with something and God reminded me of this scripture. Valor. Mighty man of valor. Who is that? It's a man who says, soul, get yourself together. This thing is not going to kill me. God needs people he can trust despite all the internal wars that are going on inside of them. You start to speak to those voices that speak to you. And you begin to tell them, my soul shall wait on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You renew strength in that time of waiting on the Lord. You begin to play worship music where the devil is putting ideas. I'm trying to help those of you that God is going to lift. You cannot stay in that place of depression. You must enter a place where a new voice begins to speak to you. And today I speak to you in the name of Jesus. You will not faint. God is going to lift you up. He says, if you faint in your day of adversity, your strength is small. Not in your day of strength. 
strength. What is your day of adversity? This is where valor comes in. God receives glory when men become men of valor. They take hold of themselves in the name of the Lord. They say, now look here. Remember. Remember the Lord. You've had hard times before. The Lord came through. You have to start testifying to yourself. Ah, let me stay here for a minute. You have to start testifying for, to yourself and saying, God brought me through it in 2016. God will bring me through it again. You cannot be in a perpetual state of saying, oh, rent, 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 50. No, if God did it before, God's going to do it again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You will not faint because of this thing. God is your provider. Man of valor, mighty woman of valor. I'm calling you that today in the name of Jesus. But what does that mean? You speak to your soul and say, why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope, put your trust in God. Don't put your trust in men. You can go for the interviews. Now stop going for the interviews and go into isolation and say, God, I'm tired as your son of knocking on all these doors and nobody's opening. The scriptures say that there are some doors that are going to open for me. Father, reveal to me which doors these are. God is going to do it for you. There are men who will arise today and say, I will no longer listen to this voice. There are people who wait for opportunities, appointments, things, and they don't come. God is saying he's going to lift you up when you become a man of valor. He says to Abraham, now I know I can trust you. The glory of God was a great governing factor with David. That made him and motivated him to be a man of valor, a mighty man of valor. Valor. Valor is in secret. What time is it? Is my watch correct? Is it 9.35? 43. Uh, you go home now. Valor in secret. Valor in secret. David showed it's not in public. Strengthen yourself in that secret place. Disposition when nobody is seeing. God isn't getting much out of this sadness and out of this sorriness for myself so i'm going to change the formula god needs to get something out of this thing another word for valor is courage and nothing drops courage more than fear and so the enemy brings in fear it is courage that dropped goliath to show david this man is coming down these are men of valor you 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 reach a point where you say this problem is coming down ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are things you have to deal with in life for where God is going to promote you. He needs to know you're not one of those people that's going to quit on him just because of one tweet. Man of valor. Please prophesy to your neighbor for me and tell them I see a woman of valor. I see a man of valor. Thank you Holy Spirit. In the secret place you will encourage yourself in the Lord. Ah, by the time you see us in public we have fought fights in, the, in Yahweh and we have reached a point. Jacob reached a point he sent everyone away. And he's decided this is me and God. You shall rise in the name of Jesus. I said you shall rise in the name of Jesus. Fear brings weakness. And weakness causes you to enter a place. When is the first time weakness was mentioned? It's in the book of Genesis. I close here church because of the next service. Genesis 3 verse 9 to 10. What, what did Adam say to God? It's the first time fear was mentioned. I'm afraid. Why did you? Where were you? I was afraid. Where did fear come from? They moved from the dispensation of innocence to the dispensation of conscience. The moment he became aware of sin, what brings fear? It is the conscience of sin. The conscience of guilt. That is what makes men not have... When you are constantly in a place when your fellowship with God is interrupted, fear enters. And fear is the, is the, is the dispeller of valor. So the Bible begins to help us understand that there is something God has not given us. Look at James 2.19. The atmosphere of hell is fear. This is why I refuse it to be the atmosphere of a church. The atmosphere of hell is fear. I mean, let me tell you. I want to say this. Nobody here should be feared. It's not the right environment in a church. If you've come from a church where there's a lot of fear, I'm glad you ran. Because you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. The whole atmosphere of the devil's territory is fear. It's an intimidating territory. Adam says, I was afraid. Everywhere you find Satan's influence, you will find fear. The devil is a liar. You shall not fear anymore. What does it say? For God has not given us. 
a spirit of fear, man of valor. Characteristics of son of God, skillful in playing. Men of valor. You shall arise today in the name of Jesus. By the time we finish the six characteristics, you will become encouraged to know that where you are is not the end. That God has a plan for your life and for something he wants to do. To have valor. To become a man of valor. The basis of valor. A good conscience. I'm, I know my relationship with God is sound. Then it is easy to become a man of valor. And if the relationship with God is not sound, then you need to repair that relationship and go into a place of fellowship and communion with God so that what God is saying, you say. What God is speaking, you speak. What God is doing, you do. What God is becoming, you become. Glory be to God. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus that you will become men and women of valor. That your conscience shall be clear. That he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. That you shall not be tossed to and fro by every wind. But that Yahweh in your life shall be glorified. I release into you today the spirit of Yahweh. The spirit that causes men to rise and to have valor. The spirit that causes men to understand that the answer is something that is already within you. That inside of you, God created his spirit and created you in his image to become all that he's called you to become. Today we dispel fear from every believer. You shall not be afraid of your boss. You shall not be afraid of your pastor. You shall not be afraid of your husband. The environment of fear is a demonic environment. God has not given us a spirit of fear. But he has given us a spirit of adoption by which we can call him Abba. Father, it's a spirit of relationship. It's a spirit of relationship. Great things are accomplished by leaders who have a conscience before God. This is why by the time the prophet approached David and, 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 and rebuked him for what he had done, David did not start threatening the prophet. He lay before God. He started laying before God. You are a man of valor. Worship him. Come up here. You're a man of valor. You're a woman of valor. Glory be to God. Mighty man of valor. Mighty woman of valor. It's going to start from you in the name of Jesus. As you rise from here today, I see people rising prophetically into the place of doing. Why am I teaching this kind of subject? Because the time of talking church is over. What God is raising now are people who are going to do. If people are going to do, these are the secrets about how sons manifest. Sons manifest in secret. Not in public. They manifest in secret until they are announced. And then sons develop this thing where they decide that there's nothing any person is going to say that will remove the DNA of God from my life. Before you become a man of war, you must become a man of valor. Before you become a man of valor, you must become skilled. You must become skilled in your craft before Yahweh. Let God be your audience of one this week. Lift up your hands and say, Father, let me be. Let me be who you've called me to be this week. Are there men of valor here? Are there men of valor here? I'm being gender in gender sensitive because in the spirit there is no sensitive. There's no gender. Uh, there's no gender in the spirit. Are there men of valor here? Shall you rise to the occasion that God has called you to rise? It means people will talk about you, but you will be standing. It means people may not recognize you, but you will be standing. It means that between you and God, you know you're a champion before Yahweh. It means when you sing, you don't sing to men. <laughs> when you write, you don't write for men. You write what God is saying. And men become lifted up because of your gifting in Yahweh. When you give, you give to Yahweh. When you speak, you speak for Yahweh. When you walk, you walk for Yahweh. Man of valor, I'm calling you out today. Your day of announcement has come. You are a man of valor. I refuse to believe you're going to faint in this situation. You will not faint. You will not die. You will rise. God is raising Africans to go out to the world. To be in Pakistan, to be in China. And those men need to be people who are not discouraged easily by bad news. Man of Allah. Man of Allah. I speak to your skill. And I say what your hands do, you shall do well in the name of Jesus. Of Daniel, he said, 
that there was found in him an excellent spirit skill knowledge understanding dimensions not just not just working but working well may you become an exception in the marketplace may people say you are 10 times better because when god was your mentor when god became your tutor you became better than everybody else and kings will recognize your skill in the name of jesus somebody say i receive it i want you to prophesy over your life for just 30 seconds say i will not faint speak a word over your life right now open your mouth and declare that the things of god in my life lord thank you that you're begetting sons thank you that you're raising sons in this place thank you that you've called me to be your son i will not faint i will not faint i will not die before my time let me continue in this place until you call me out let me have my towel please in jesus name in jesus name you guys are gonna go very far just die to self die to ambition i'm not saying don't be ambitious die to self-ambition because ambition is something god put in you but it has to be directed in the right place as you appear on stages everywhere in the world stay humble talk to your neighbor for me and say don't be a diva when you go somewhere be okay to sit at the back amen let god bring you to the front don't take yourself oh glory be to god this is your season in jesus name father i have released the words you gave me this morning for your people now go and become all that God has called you to become in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.